Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend, the professionals better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, uh, we're going to kick things off with a bang, like usual, our favorite underdog. We are in agreement with this one, but I'm going to hand it over to you because it's your Canucks. Yeah, so uh, it's a little bit of a tricky game here because uh, with Yarrow Halak going on Wednesday, we should get Demko back in goal. Um, and the Wild have confirmed that, uh, that that they'll be going with Talbot here. There's a couple of parameters that I just want to outline here first. So, like, if the Avs game goes the way that we think it'll go with a Halak and Ned, and considering the recent losses that the Canucks have suffered, this should be rock bottom in terms of, in terms of Canucks prices. And, um, of course, at this point... Whenever a team has hit rock bottom in pricing, that's when I want to be looking at buying. Uh, the Wild, they have been playing well, and I'm not taking anything away from them. But I do have a tough time justifying this number with, with Talbot and goal. So um, I do expect the Wild to take some money, um, and we'll see how far this number goes. But um, I can see myself uh, coming back on the Canucks once this, uh, once this number gets a little bit out of hand. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. You're going to give me uh, a good number on a Demko-Cam Talbot matchup this season. Uh, I'll probably take it. I also think that we'll see some market love for the Wild. People are talking about their deadline moves, Marc-Andre Fleury, Jacob Middleton, and um, Nick Delorier, and they've been playing well. So it's it's like a, a good recipe for selling high on a team, I think, against a, a plucky team that will continue to play hard, and they're good. The Canucks, like, they might not make the playoffs, but this is still a, a – you know, middle of the pack top, the top part of the middle of the pack team. So it's a good number on a, on a team that should give you full value at a pretty big price. So go Canucks on Thursday, March 24th. And now let's dive into the rest of the board. We'll start with what should be an ugly one between the Montreal Canadiens. They're plus 205 underdogs hosting the Florida Panthers, minus 245. The over-under here set at six and a half. Florida, they added Ben Chirot a former Montreal Canadian. This will be his Panthers debut. They also added Claude Giroux and Robert Haig, a depth defenseman there. Um, Aaron Eckled will be out for the remainder of the regular season. So that's an impact for the Panthers, but I think that this number is probably right. I think you you maybe want to chase, if you're going to be playing the Panthers, you don't want to lay it. You can play the alt, alt lines here because if they do win, it's likely going to be by multiple goals considering the goaltending that the Habs are serving up this season. So uh, it'll be a pass for me, but that'd be the way I'd look. Yeah, I, I'm i the same way here. Just uh, one note I have here is the weird uh, scheduling court for the Panthers. They're on a seven-game road trip, but they've had five days off in, in the middle of it. So it's not, it's not really a seven-game trip. So usually when teams get in the middle to the end of the road trip, you you kind of see their level of play drop a bit. I I don't see that being the issue here. So um, right now, I I think the number's fair, um, and I would I'm in full agreement with you on this game. The Stars are plus one sixty traveling to Carolina take on the Hurricanes, who are minus one eighty five. The over under here is six. Both of these teams are coming off of big wins. Carolina defeated the Lightning. Dallas defeated 
Edmonton in, in a pretty crazy comeback and a big, big win for them in terms of their playoff chances. The Stars, um, you know, they're in that kind of enigma bracket with the Jets, the Islanders, and some other, uh, you know, the Knights, I think you could throw in there now, uh, strange teams. They they seem to, I think you were the one who said it, and you said it about the Jets, but I think you could say it about the Stars too, is they just seem to do the thing that you least expect them to do at the time you least expect them to do it. Um, so I don't mind the price on Dallas here, plus 160 against Carolina. Because I think that they are, as a team, they they do punch up pretty well. But their defensive numbers aren't where they usually have been in this iteration of Dallas Stars teams that we've seen under uh, Montgomery and Bonus. So it is tough against this Carolina offense to do it. Uh, but it would be Stars or nothing for me at this price. Yeah, they they are finding ways to win games right now, aren't they? But uh, but but they are running into a Carolina team who who they have been playing well. Um, but they weren't getting the results uh, before their uh, Tampa Bay win. That said, um, I tend to agree with you. I think the number on the Canes is probably slightly inflated. Um, I would assume Ottinger gets um, going against Anderson, but if we do get a surprise uh, Ranta start, I think the Stars will hold value, and um, and I think the market will respond accordingly if that occurs. The Tampa Bay Lightning and Boston Bruins. This is a pick them in Boston. Both teams minus 110. The over-under is five and a half. Boston's 14-5-2 since February 1st. And they're near the top of the league in terms of play driving metrics and the public models, uh, like expected goals, uh, high danger chances. And most of that is because of a terrific defense that is near or at the top pacing the league in suppressing scoring chances, suppressing ex- uh, expected goals, and suppressing high danger chances. That said, it's it's when you, when you're looking at this price against the Lightning, it's it's probably fair. I'm, I'm closer to Tampa here, even on the road. Uh, you said it a couple of times already this in the past few weeks. It does look like Tampa Bay is kind of pacing themselves, getting ready for the postseason. But the depth that they added at the trade deadline and the fact that we are nearing you know the ramp up, let's call it for for Tampa Bay as we head towards the spring, uh, makes them a little scary. Plus, you know you, you're betting against Vasilevsky in this one, so. It does have a feel of an under game, um, but I'll probably be passing on Boston and Tampa. Yeah, this game, it, it does seem to set up similar to the uh, Tampa Bay Carolina game um, in that it, it is a coin flip and um, and it's going to be lined as such, um, just how that um, how the Carolina-Tampa Bay game was. Uh, the, the difference is that while we've talked about the inconsistent play of the Lightning lately, the Bruins have been playing well. Um, they are back to their stingy defense, and just like most of the season, they do profile as an under team. Uh, we will need to watch for Bergeron status. There's a chance that he is going to be cleared for this game. We'll know that in the morning. Uh, Swayman has also been confirmed, and we should see Vasilevsky in goal for Tampa Bay. I don't expect much market movement in this game early, um, unless if we get a surprise Elliott start. Um, but I don't think anything moves until Bergeron's status is confirmed. Um, at this point, I'll pass, but I may get involved with the under if Bergeron is out or Tampa Bay if the Lightning become too big of a dog if Bergeron is in. So um, he's just one of those players that drives the market. So we need to we need to make sure that we know his status before making any moves. It is warming to know that, that this Bruins kind of run did follow along the trajectory that we, we thought was coming. Uh, we we yeah. saw signs that this team was rounding into form uh, a couple months ago and they did it the way that I think we expected them to, which was Jeremy Swayman. You hand him the reins. He's the stronger goalie and uh, the defense uh, 
should do its job in front of him. And, and that's kind of what happened. Boston, I still think that they're worth uh, a shot in the futures market if you can find them 20 to one or better. The Red Wings, they are traveling to UBS Arena long, on Long Island to take on the Islanders. The Wings are plus 185. The Islanders are minus 230. The over under here is five and a half. Should be Ilya Sorokin in goal for the Islanders. I I mean, I we, we said it on the, uh, the last episode when the Islanders were big favorites against the Senators. It's just not a palatable price on a team that has been inconsistent all season. However, it does look like they've they've started to round into form. They're 7-2-1. And the, the games that they've lost have been really tough schedule spots. The game in Philadelphia, I think, was their fifth and eighth days um, and a back-to-back. And this isn't a terrible spot. They've had a day off. They, they've been playing a ton of hockey. But in terms of rest, they are um, they were off yesterday. They'll have a back-to-back over the weekend. And um, I think they, they match up well against the Wings, a team that just gives up a ton of scoring chances uh, going the other way. And the Islanders are a team that – they need the opportunities to make, to get results because their scoring finesse has just not been there this season. So I'm going to be passing here with, I mean, it'd be Red Wings or nothing. And if this number does tick up, uh, maybe a bet on Detroit. Yeah. I I don't want to lay this kind of price on the Islanders, but I mean, what if the Red Wings go with Thomas Grace, right? And like, I don't want to be doing that either. So um, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be passing on this game as well. The Flyers are plus 220. They're traveling to St. Louis. Uh, the Blues are minus 275. The over-under here is six. St. Louis coming off a win over Washington to stop a little skid. Uh, they're a team that I have circled for the rest of the season because I think the Blues can go in a number of different directions. Um, we could be talking about them maybe on like the April 23rd episode of this podcast is saying, you know, the Blues, they're a contender. We could also be saying, you know, this this probably just isn't the season for them. Uh with how this last month goes because they've, they've shown blips of both. Right. And the answer is usually somewhere in between, but you just never know. So St. Louis is definitely a team that is going to be, their performances are going to be of of particular interest to me. However, this one um, I'll be passing on. This is an interesting setup for me. So the flyers, they are on the first game of a back-to-back here. So uh, we are on Martin Jones watch. Um, Obviously we don't consider the flyers when he starts, um, I would suspect the Blues go with Huso again, but um, we also need to keep an eye on their on their injuries. So if Tarasenko and Thomas are back in and we get Jones, I would look at the over. Um, I think the market will also wait to confirm the Flyers' goaltending and the Blues player status before taking any, any significant money. So this is another game where uh, we kind of have to see how the, um, how the morning skate goes. The Ottawa Senators, our beloved Ottawa Senators, are they're in range again, plus two twenty-five, taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Here we go, minus two eighty-five. The over/under here is six. Uh, man, it's hilarious. This is a hilarious matchup because the Senators are exactly where they want. Uh, I want them to be when I'm betting on them, and the Jets are exactly where I want them to be when I'm betting against them. So I'll be on Ottawa here uh, at a big number. I really think that I, I'm assuming that this number on Ottawa will come down a little bit, just like it did when they took on this the Islanders on Tuesday. Uh, I get the Jets have started to pick up results, but the game against Vegas, they were outshot in a big way, especially early on in that game. They did come back pretty nicely there, but it was still pretty close to a coin flip. I would still say Vegas played a little bit better, and Connor Hellebuck was the difference. Betting against him isn't fun, but you know, like we said with Ottawa, they do have a goaltender of their own that can keep them in a game in Anton Forsberg, and he did that against the Islanders uh, before they finally succumbed to a uh, 3-0 defeat, but all three of those goals came in the third period. So, look, uh, 
it's it's almost like an auto bet for me with that, this Ottawa team when they're this big of an underdog. And it's definitely an auto bet when Winnipeg, a team that can just every, on any given night, they're a completely different team um, when they're this high. So minus 285 on the Jets, woof. Uh, give me the Senators. Back to the Senators we go. This is another tricky one for me. So I, I am closer on the Sens here. Um, of course, we need to ensure that Forsberg does get the start. Uh, the Jets are on a back-to-back, so we are on Comrie Watch as well. Uh, since both games are out of conference, I, I don't know which game Comrie will get or if they'll even go um, Hellebeck uh, both games. Um, I do like Comrie, and I do show him to be one of the better backups in the league. Uh, but the Jets have been getting bailed out lately by their goaltending while playing a loose defensive game. So um, even though I like Comrie, I don't know if he can kind of prop up the Jets in the same way that Connor Hellebuck has been doing. Um, at north of plus 200 against a team playing loose, um, I do have interest in the sense, but the matchup must be Forsberg against Comrie for me to, for me to get there. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are minus 255, hosting the San Jose Sharks there, plus 205. The over-under here is six. San Jose pulled off a nice upset on Calgary the other night. They they were pretty good uh, in that game. They, they did fall behind early, but fought back well and ended up winning 4-3 in regulation. And I don't think the numbers suggested that they were all that lucky to win uh, to win the game, but... This is another you know tough one where the Sharks, their defensive issues and goaltending against an Oilers offense with it has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane go down the list. Uh, it's it's a little frightening, but I'm just never interested in laying minus 255 with the Oilers goaltending being what it is, even though Miko Koskinen has uh, been better since um, everyone in Canada wanted to, uh, or everyone in Edmonton gave up on him a couple months ago for good reason. He was, he was very poor in the beginning of the season, but um yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's San Jose or nothing for me, but likely on the sidelines uh, for this one. I, I still don't understand what the Oilers were doing in their last game against the Stars at the end there. That was a, that was a tough loss for me to take there. Um, I probably won't get involved in this game, um, but I think that there's a chance that Mike Smith gets the call. Um, if that is the case, um, I would look at the over, especially now with it being confirmed that uh, Reimer is getting the night off. So um, if Mike Smith, um, I'll look at the over. The Chicago Blackhawks, they're plus 155 traveling to Hollywood to take on the Los Angeles Kings, who are minus 190. The over under here is six. Oh, man, this is going to be tough sledding to be betting on the Blackhawks for the rest of the season with their goaltending situation. It's either Kevin Lankinen, who I think is starting on Wednesday night, so it's either him on a back-to-back or it's Colin Delia. So don't know how you can get involved in that one. Uh, but especially at this price, I'm I'm guessing that we'll see some movement towards the Kings in the morning considering. Uh, I think we might also see Victor Arvidsson back. He was practicing in a non-contact jersey. He might be a little too soon for that. But, uh, man, no thank you on the Blackhawks. And if anything, maybe the one, minus one and a half at plus 135 on Los Angeles. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be sitting this one out. Usually a price like this um, would kind of get me to look at the Blackhawks, but then being on a back-to-back, Lankinen starting um, Wednesday night, probably seeing Colin Delia starting on Thursday. Um, just, I, I don't have any interest in this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we'll move on to Top Shelf. That's our favorite bets for Thursday, March the 24th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. They're both in the same game, but uh, different sides. I like Vegas. They're minus 105 at home, 
taking on the Nashville Predators, coming back to minus 115. The over-under here set at six. This is going to take a little bit of, uh, you know, cojones to back Vegas given their injury situation. But I, I don't think that they've been playing that poorly uh, over this, this slide. They're two and seven in their last nine. And I think you can argue that a lot of those games were in the balance. They're just not getting, they're not, their offense isn't opportunistic and their goaltending is letting them down. Even in the games where they do find the back of the net, they have a minus 13 goal differential in that span. And I, like I said, even, that sounds weird, but I don't think they've been playing all that poorly. The injuries are concerned. The Evgeny Dadanov situation is a concern, but sometimes in betting, you just got to plug your nose and hope for the best. And I just, I still believe in this Vegas Golden Knights side. I think that at some point, you know, I'll, I'll either go down swinging or at some point it'll pay off. And I'm willing to take another shot here at, on a team, a good team at minus 115 or better at home against Nashville. We've talked about both these teams quite a bit. Um, with the Preds, uh, we both talked about wanting to kind of look to bet against them going forward. Um, we did get there in their game against the Kings, but that was the right situation that we talked about with uh, with a Dave Riddick starting there. The problems that Vegas has had in generating offense while they deal with their injuries, it's not something that I can I can overlook. And now they will be, and I don't think that's going to change with uh, with Saros uh, probably back in net for the for the Predators. Um, for Vegas, um, Logan Thompson has played well and he's established himself as as the better option over our boy, handsome Laurent Brassois. Um, If we do get Brassois in goal, I think the Preds are too short. But if we get Thompson in goal, I would be looking at the under there. So that's something that um, it's really important at this point when we're assessing Vegas that um, we realize that there is a difference in their goaltending now. Um, which which wasn't the case a, a couple of weeks ago between these two. So um, I'm assuming Thompson gets to start, which would put me on the under for this game as my best bet. There you go. The Canucks, the under, and the Preds, and the Knights. And I like the Golden Knights uh, in, a, in another buy-low spot. It's, there's been about 10 of them in a row for Vegas. And <laughs> one of these times, I'll get it right. For so many sports, I'm Michael Leboff. This has been Line Change. We wish you the best of luck with your bets on Thursday, March 24th.